Welcome to Switched On Life, the podcast about living intentionally. I'm your host, Tom Hutley, and each week I will share unique views and perspectives on different lifestyle topics. On more obscure subjects, I'll invite my friends and experts to share their outlook on how we can best navigate these aspects of life. Without further ado, let's begin this week's episode. Hello there and welcome to this week's episode number two. We are going to be talking about travel. Last time I spoke about the um, sometimes mundane topic of work and what that kind of allows us to do. So travel is kind of a nice flip from that subject and also it's something that a lot of people when they work they really um, admire to, aspire to and they spend a lot of the time thinking about, you know, where's my next travel going to be, my next break away to kind of break up my working pattern, my working lifestyle. Um, at the time of recording this episode, I will be going away on a short break. So I'm going to be implementing a lot of these strategies and uh, thoughts and suggestions for my own travel adventures. So really to understand and talk a bit deeper about travel, we need to identify what is travel. We, because for some people, we often envisage uh, travel as a long and sometimes nomadic expedition, like a three-month voyage, uh, a three-week three week extended break, or it might just be a humble three-day trip away for the weekend. Of course, weekends are only two days long, but of course, three-day extended weekend, you get the idea. Really, I believe travel is all around us. In most parts, it is literally getting from one place to another. So that can be in our hometown or to the other side of the world. And often it's that journey, not the destination, that matters. Sometimes we get a bit hung up on, I want to go see this thing. I want to go see that thing. But if you use like the, um, I like the visual image of, say, climbing Mount Everest. If you got a helicopter and um, was whisked, the top of Mount Everest, you wouldn't get any more you know, the, the satisfaction of actually climbing Mount Everest. It's not necessarily the peak that you want to achieve, it's the, the growth, the travel to get you to that destination. So the destination is kind of like a, a way marker, um, your horizon that you're aiming for. But the travel on the way is really the experience that I think a lot of us want to get from going away. Um, yeah, and sometimes obviously you do have more experiences whilst you are there, but let's not you know, forget the fact that it is about a journey, it is about a narrative, you start your travel, you have to get to your middle point and then you have to resolve the journey, it is a narrative uh, within itself. So really I believe that travel and one of the things I really love about travel is that it hugely supports growth. We've all heard the expression travel broadens the mind um, because really you're accepting a journey when you accept a journey to an area you're not familiar with it forces you to grow you're going to take in stimuli and external experiences that is not like what you know normally on your day-to-day basis so you have to grow we like to try and grow and learn and develop within our own environments at home but why this is the one particular thing i particularly love about travel is that when you go away you have to grow because you're not going to survive okay survive might be a bit of a strong word but you're not going to flourish in that area if you go in with your original um, sets of beliefs that get you by at home you might have to adapt and 
you know, for a really obvious example, if you come to the UK, you have to um, look to, to the right um, as you cross the road, whereas in other countries, if you drive on the opposite side of the road, that might not be the case. So there's all these different things that you have to switch your brain and be adapted for the challenge that is growing when you go traveling. Well, I mean, the other one we, I, I like to think of this as well is that we like to think of travel as an ultimate kind of freedom. You know, I'm free, I can go traveling wherever I want. I can pick this destination, I can go here for however long I like or whatever your travel abundance or your travel circumstances may allow you to have. But essentially, what makes travel so freeing is the fact that you are working with a restriction. So whether you go away for an entire year, you might be working to a budget. You obviously are traveling away, so you're going to have to take a finite amount of items. You can't take everything with you, so that in itself is a restriction. Or you might be working against time. You know, you've only got one week, three days, however long it may be, to be within that area. So I think when you accept that travel is a restriction, that much better um, informs you on how you can prioritise your time, your, your resources, um, budget, attention, all that limited time that you have to get the most from, from the travel exercise, really. We have to ask ourselves questions before we go away. How many things will I need? How much money will I need? Um, what do you hope to get from the travel? Why would you pick the location? That in itself could be a restriction. It's not the end of the world if you, if you don't get anything from the travel itself. Um, it, often just the, the stoical practice of kind of packing your belongings, going away is in itself a growth experience. So even if you go somewhere and you say to your friends, well, it wasn't what I thought it would be or I didn't do this, I didn't do that, you still would have grown, you still had a good experience in basically compartmentalising your life and picking it up and taking it elsewhere. And on that note, really, take your time and enjoy yourself. Often, it's quite tempting to kind of go to TripAdvisor, buy the guidebooks and say, top 10 things to do in Budapest. And you want to go through and tick all those things off. But there's always going to be something that you're going to miss out on. That's just inevitable. Um, I've been living in London um, and studying in London for some years and there is still so, so much more to do. You are going to miss out on most things in life. So really prioritise it, make it about you, find the things that you're interested in. There's going to be things that will appeal to one kind of person, let's just say a church or a religious area, and it's not might not appeal to you. Pick out the things that work for you and don't try and force yourself to go for something that you're not really into. Is your travel uptime or downtime? Now, what do I mean by that? Do you use the travel as an opportunity to get away from your usual obligations and distractions? Or do you use it to um, allow you more time to do more of what you wish to do? You know, maybe go to more museums, more chance to read, more chance to relax. Look at what kind of drives you. And I often, you know, within my travel needs, I will sort of reflect it upon what I'm not getting um, or what I do need more of. So if I've had quite a, um, a hectic uh, few months of working, then I'll use it as a real good downtime. It's a real um, good opportunity to do that. 
And yeah, of course, things like more museums, more opportunity to read. I love doing those passions as well. Sometimes it's really good not having the prospect of work immediately on your doorstep, in your pocket, for instance. I like to think of this because when we're in our own home hometowns, even though we can, say, travel in our own country, it can be quite a restricting factor knowing that your work is only around the corner or one email away or one phone call away and you could easily just slip back into work if you went travelling in your own country, per se. However, once you maybe take a plane to somewhere, you're on the other side of the world, I like to think that's kind of a lot more of a limiting factor that stops you from being getting a hold of. So it kind of almost is a little off switch in the mind, really. Especially for me, I drive for a living, so once I'm out of the country, there is zero chance that I have a vehicle to then drive and then make money. I kind of have to enjoy the experience wherever I may be. Other contrast as well. So if you live in a particularly hot country, you might want to go to a winter country. If, um, of course, like most people in the UK, we kind of have okay, average, sometimes dismal weather, it's a good chance to get away and go somewhere hot, enjoy those experiences, maybe an activity holiday, snowboarding and the like. Enjoy the journey as well. Um, and what I mean by that is that a lot of people, especially if it's like one of these big relaxation holidays full of opulence and let's say all you can eat uh, buffets and drinking and these kind of things that we associated with going on holiday and having a good time many people will count down the holiday uh, count down the holidays cool that would be a, a fantastic position to be in sorry count down the days until their holiday the only problem i find with that is that you're kind of you are then setting like a date, like a catalyst on when I get to this point, my life will be better. When I get to this date, something amazing is going to happen and then that's going to force me to feel better. What I really find, an experiment I kind of like doing whenever I go away, is that I like to enjoy um, as much as the build-up to going on holiday, as much as to come home from holiday. If you think of it like a um, like on a graph, it shouldn't be like a manic line that goes up when you're on holiday and then spikes back down when you come home. I really like to enjoy the idea of coming home from a holiday break. And it, for me, it sometimes is as exciting as it is going away because I like to go home. And um, you've all had that feeling when, when you come home from holiday, be it a, might be a weekend, a week away, two weeks, and you look around your room and everything feels a little bit different. You go back to work. Some of the, the normal things that you've done time and time again because you go to work or you there might be a routine that you do within your life that happens on a daily basis, you come back to it. And even though you've only been away from it from, say, a week or so, it all feels a little bit more newer, a little bit fresher. You might look at it from a different perspective. And those are the kind of things I really crave about going on holiday. And that is why, or travel, um, traveling, in fact, and that is why... I really do enjoy coming home as much as going away. So don't look at it as the holiday, the week away. That's the important time. Look at the the, the entire you know scope. You know a, a month around. Let's say you're going away for a week. A month around that because it's not necessarily about. If it's about the experience, then you want to be able to grow from it. You want to take your newfound insight. Maybe it's taken you a week of relaxing by the beach or by the pool to come up with a really good idea to change your way of thinking. Maybe you go to a city and you see something from 
uh, a different light, you go to a museum that just stirs your curiosity and your thinking. Those are the real key moments in travel. And you only get that when you come back and you reflect on it. Reflect on what worked. What's influenced your life and uh, will keep you going forward. Like watching a good film, every story has to come to the end. But the message, the values and influence can shape your direction going forward. Maybe, as I said, that the tra- travel has exposed you to a new way of life. You might have seen a fisherman content with his life and has made you draw parallels of your own life. One of my favourite experiences when I go away is music. Music, particularly when you experience it at a moment in travel, it can take you back instantly and sometimes far more vividly than what a photo ever could. Photos give you a clean view, but I often feel like a spectator when I pull up an old photo that I look at. Whereas if I, and whenever music or whatever comes up when I travel and it's something different or maybe it's a song I've heard before, I will re-download it or maybe make a note of it. Because what music does rather than the photos which i really find when you look back over your photo album you're kind of just respectating the event but music for me particularly this might work differently for everyone of course music just drops me back into that seat where i was i can remember the exact spot that i sat the kind of sensations that i felt the sounds the smells everything around me uh, even sort of like the temperature and the kind of the breeze that i was feeling um and a couple of times this might have just been on a radio, like as I've been getting like an airport transfer, um, you know, from from the airport to the to the location or in a bar. And that one song can often reignite the entire trip and is a good symbolizer of how much I've either grown since then or what that then triggered in my mind. Really, really, really good. So some recommended reading on this topic. Um, that's helped my travel going forward. One book called The Art of Travel, very aptly named, by a man called Alain de Botton. Um, I don't think he's actually pronounced French, because I think he's a, um, like an English uh, philosopher. But he is a really good way of looking at travel in the... It covers like a couple of different um, sort of travel scenarios from his own life and uh, some of the travel anxieties we have, the, the, the smaller nuances of travel the idea of maybe looking at a let's just say a beach resort in a travel magazine like a travel catalogue like you used to book your travel destinations many many years ago and what is it about that travel destination that we are actually wanting to book you know is it the iconic palm tree sitting underneath that palm tree on a sand lounger sipping a drink from a coconut shell is, is it exactly that or is there something else that we really want to get from travel? Um, so I'd, I really recommend that book. It, it, was, it was quite eye-opening to me, just how he approaches this subject and a lot of it as well, how he reflect, reflects back to his home life within London to kind of create the contrast between the two. It's quite a deep book on that one. And the other good one um, that really sort of spurs me to get up and go, it's probably more um, adapted or more for the people that go on very long um, nomadic kind of type uh, travel. Um, in this case, um, the terminology is vagabonding or vagabonding by Ralph Potts. Really, really good book is about how you can travel with no budget, why really you should travel. Um, even though I haven't really done one of those quite long 
you know, away from all your sort of norms and societies that you know, it really does spur me um, to do more kind of travel like that and even kind of more shorter term travel to take you out of it. So that's a really good book if you're kind of on the fringe and want, it, it, it covers everything from why you should, how to do it. So it, it's the kind of everything, everything book, where to, how to, why to, exactly all that. Coming back to my own life now, before I get ready for my travel, um, what I'm currently reading is a book called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. Now, I love the subject of this because I think we are ever ever so connected, living in a highly social world. Um, I'm, of course, on social media, but I've taken a bit of a break from reading this book. I kind of knew it was an issue when, you know, you, you waste quite a bit of your time on, say, YouTube or Instagram, just kind of flitting back and forth. And especially because Instagram has this wonderful feature that tells you when you're up to date. It, it says you're up to date. You've kind of seen all the things of that's going on in your newsfeed. And even though I got to that point where I know I'm up to date, I would still compulsively pull my phone out, open the Instagram app, and nothing has changed. It was this real kind of weird habitual thing. Um, and since adopting a lot of the practices within the book, I find that I've really approached how I look at my phone a lot differently. Before, whenever I went somewhere, I would habitually pull out my phone um, and say, want to take a photo to put it on my Instagram to share with people. Well, now it's really changed my rationale and thinking about why I do that. Because if the intended purpose of me pulling out my phone to take a photo is primarily to share it with an audience, so we're talking only like an Instagram audience, that's kind of having quite a big influence on why I take the photo, what the photo is for. And it comes back to that old philosophy of, you know, you trying to impress people and show people what you're doing and up to. So I still like to take photos, but when I'm, I have a lot more of a, a considered thought when I'm taking the photo rather than I want to put it on Instagram, I want to get the likes, I want to kind of get that dopamine hit. So it's a really good book because not only does it address why it's a problem, but it, it gives a lot of case studies into how you can make your life better um, rather than just saying, right, just delete your Facebook and stuff like that. It's about maybe setting yourself guidelines and um, really exploring what it all means to you. It's not like a, you should do X, Y, and Z. It's a look at your consuming habits. What are the things you would like to change? And here is possibly some good ideas for changing that. So that's a really good book. And I'm loving the idea that I've kind of adopted this before going on holiday because I don't really want to be tethered to my phone when I'm away. I want to get the most out of my holiday. I want to put into practice some of these things I've spoken about in this episode. A few questions from the web. How do I travel with no money or a low budget? At the start of the podcast, I said that you know travel is anywhere and everywhere. So a bus from one side of town uh, to the other can be itself a profound experience. You know, I think about it now. I live in one of the, uh, the great capital cities of the world, but I've never taken a bus all the way from one end of, of London to the other end of London. What my experience on that way? Yes, I see uh, London most days whilst I'm driving around, but you, there's other sensory experiences you get when you are put into a slightly different scenario. So for example, a bus, we have, a, we have double-decker buses here in London. So first of all, Visually, I'm going to be much higher. There's going to be a much different perspective I will see from being higher up on a bus. The bus has to make certain stops because certain people are going to get off at certain stops. So I can gather the kind of people that get off at the stops, who's getting off at the stops, 
the population that's there, why they might want to get off. It's all this kind of intrigue and growth that you're then forced to kind of experience because it's not your usual normal. So in regards to how to travel with no money or low budget, just experience that the travel is all around you. And I like to think of it as seeing the world from a different perspective. And you can do that in lots and lots of different ways. Uh, for some people, it might just be becoming a little bit more unplugged, walking down the street without having your headphones in, going to a different coffee shop. I still see these as kind of miniature travel tasks or objectives in themselves. So don't think you have to go to the other side of the world. Some of the most novel travel experiences happen within your, your own city. And often I'll have had these novel experiences in other countries, but not within my own. So reframe it like that. Go to the, the small little museums in your local neighbourhood, your local library, these places you might not have come to. How can I pack batter? Well, every time I travel away, I have a pre-made list. The list, of course, will slightly vary depending on the location I go to. So, i.e., if I go to a hot location, I'm not going to need as many pairs of trousers. If I go to uh, an action-adventure holiday, say snowboarding, I'm going to need a lot more gear to perform that trip. But generally, I have like a real good travel list that's i just put it in in my notes it's a little checklist um, and very well itemized of all the different things i need to sustain good travel um, and of course the essential items as well even right down to the very obvious stuff your passport your money your phone if you tick all these things off it just makes packing such a breeze it becomes a bit more of a routine every time you do it and you can just look around your room and go yep i've got everything you know that that's kind of it I live quite a simple, um, intentional sort of life anyway. So there's not, I don't have a great deal of like burden and possessions. So the other kind of way um, I like that helps me pack better is that I just look around my room and there generally won't be that many or there probably be hardly any essential items sat there. I've got my toiletries, I've got my phone, I've got my notebook, I've got a book to read. The stuff that would normally be occupying my room, it will be in my bag so I can look around and say, done haven't got to do that uh, um, anymore my favorite is um is um colin wright's approach to this and he kind of he likes to think of it as or at least in one of his videos he, he mentions the fact that um you just kind of got to look at like what your essential things are have i got the thing that's going to get me through into the country so that's your passport have i got some sort of way of spending i.e um we're talking about um going to you know some sort of, if you if you forget your jacket you need to be able to um say buy another jacket spending obviously can unlock things like that um and of course communication so if you do get into trouble usually for most people that's your phone so that's the kind of the, the three main main things like your passports that's your right to travel your money that's basically if you don't pack the right thing you can then buy the right thing or you know get yourself from a to b and then of course communication so your phone if you do get stuck you get in trouble you've got the right tools and resources to call people, Google it, whatever you may need to be. So that really is the end of the episode. That's everything I've got today on travel. Um, quite comprehensive. Once again, I'm really excited to go away and implement a few more of these strategies for my personal holiday. Um, I will speak to you when I get back and possibly share how it went and uh, we'll cover another topic. So thank you very much for listening and I'll see you on the next podcast.